and we'll start the show in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another pristine week in New England. My co-host, Max Papanopoulos, and myself, Connor Tripp, are bringing you yet another episode of Join the Gang, a New Age Community podcast. On this podcast, we get together with members of the New Age community to talk about all the wonderful ways they've been spending their time together during this long and drawn-out quarantine. How are you doing today, Max? Oh, I'm doing great today, Connor. Uh, not only that, um, I'm doing... Uh, I'm doing very well, but I really hope that you're not going to be cross with me as I spoil the topic of this episode. It is Animal Crossing this week. We're going to craft up a nice one today. Oh, Max, you can't be combative with me. That was last week's episode. That's every episode, honestly. Yeah, well, that's my job, man. Well, I thought uh, I thought our jobs was actually to introduce the guests. Oh, you want me to do that? I see. Well... I hate to tell you, Max, but I didn't invite any guests this week. Just kidding, because we pulled the most bestest, most amazingest, most fantasticest internet celebrity of all time, Twitch streamer with subscribers. It's Jerry Vogel. Welcome to the show, Jerry. I was not expecting that to be my introduction. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. As they said, I'm Jerry Vogel, and uh, I guess I'm supposed to plug my stream now. Hey, you can do whatever you want. You, you've pressured me into this. This is not this is not me being shameless. This is you pressuring me into being shameless. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Rowan underscore Maladeus. M-A-L-A-D-E-U-S. Well, pressure is what creates diamonds. So I'm glad that you could share your diamond with us. It's beautiful. Jerry, you've been streaming a while now. What is it that you stream mostly? Okay, so I mostly stream Super Monkey Ball related content. Um, occasionally, I stream Animal Crossing and other games, but my stream focuses mostly on Super Monkey Ball, whether it be speedrunning, ROM hacks, or just general hanging out with the community. Man, that sounds like a wonderful thing everyone should go follow and possibly subscribe to. I have no stake in Jerry's business model. However, it is my due diligence to pull things from the pre-show conversation. My business model is essentially throwing money at me to be stupid. So, I mean, anyone can have a stake in that. By the way, speaking of Twitch, we actually also have a Twitch mod on this podcast. We have Jem. Jem, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I mean, I guess I do mod for like five people, but that's about it. Uh, I do art. Uh, I exist on like one brain cell. So, yeah. So one brain cell is all you need to do art. Is that so? No, <laughs> it probably requires much more. And that's why I'm not the best at it. <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, you submitted a design th for the last New Age t-shirt. Now, it wasn't the selected design, but being able to submit something was really awesome to look at. Yeah, I remember. I was in the room where, where it happened. Another celebrity. This is we can't get enough of these people. Connor, I know that you, I believe you also sent a design in. Uh, was yours the selected design? Heck no. The selected design was by the individual, the legendary Aaron Wang, who is responsible for uh, a portion of the artwork that we use for this show. Oh, you can credit her with that. And I hope to have her on in a future episode. We're hoping to have an artist's episode. So that would be a really fun thing to do. And finally, we got one final guest a guest who actually isn't even a student at Northeastern. It's our own resident snail. It's Lauren Schisler. 
Hello. Um, I am not a Twitch person. I have nothing to plug. But you are uh, an active member of this Discord, and I know that you also started a board game club at Wentworth. Oh, I didn't start it, but I was um, the vice president, president, and also secretary in different a different order, but of the club over there. Tag. What does tag stand for? Uh, tabletop and alternative gaming. It used to be the Adventurers Guild, but that's like a little too LARPy, and we didn't do LARP, or a little too specifically D&D, so we switched it. Yeah, there's uh, there were quite a few collaborations between New Age and TAG uh, back before any pandemic stuff hit, and um, I do know that a lot of the collaborations were just Lauren coming over, so... I'm glad that she yeah, stuck around. I don't know if it's collaboration or if it was just I wanted more friends. <laughs> it takes one to start a movement. I remember we went over there. Uh, a bunch of people went over to Wentworth for a Halloween event one time, and that was really fun. Yeah, we took a whole bunch of your games, too. <laughs> um, but Tag is a lot smaller. Uh, I don't think I don't think it has really met at all during pandemic because it's hard to coordinate anything. And I've been working. And so it's like, Ugh. Because I'm still technically on the e-board because elections never happened for whatever reason. The whatever reason is totally pandemic-based, but like, eh. There's a lot of whatever reasons in the world right now. I, uh, I also would be remiss to not ask Jerry. Jerry, are you a demon? <laughs> oh, Lord. That is a... So... On the subject of alternative gaming, uh, the whole demon thing started off as a role-playing identity that just kind of became my online persona. And it's one that I just have a lot of fun with. So, like, on Twitch, I kind of take on the identity of Rowan, the demon prince, who I just created as a character a few years ago. And it's just kind of become what I really enjoy doing online. It's just, I mean, why be this uh, kind of weird college student when I can instead be a weird demon college student online? I remember uh, a few years ago, I used to watch sometimes in the many, many streamers that I follow. One of the ones that I followed was this person who played RuneScape called Emma, and she would dress up as a cat every stream so i'm wondering when the cosplay streams will be happening for you jerry um probably not anytime soon because a it's very hard to for me to wear my headset with any sort of headwear so if i was to find horns to put on it would be very difficult to wear with my headset um that and also i just don't use a webcam when streaming in general uh, for multiple reasons. Number one, because I don't have one. Uh, that's that's the biggest reason. But the other reasons are because it helps maintain the persona a lot better. And it also... I, I, I'm kind of self-conscious about that kind of stuff. So it's nice for me to kind of hide in the background of not having my face plastered all over the internet. And by all over the internet, I mean in my stream. And basically that's it. So, yeah, I don't really foresee uh, myself doing webcam streams anytime soon. As an extra little fun fact, uh, Jerry also has the Discord number 666 
six, which very much fits his uh, demon aesthetic. Did you choose that or is that happenstance? Yes. So um, if you have Discord Nitro, which I have been subscribed to since 2018 because I don't know what to do with my money, um, apparently make terrible decisions. Uh, you're allowed to change your Discord tag, like the the four numbers, uh, to whatever you want as long as it's currently available. So my Discord username ends with hash 6666 because, I mean, why not? I, I'm allowed to. Might as well do it. I saw someone else with a hashtag 9999, and I was wondering if that was just luck of the draw. Oh, I've seen so many people with uh, who change their numbers to whatever they want. And I've also seen a few people who got like really cool numbers just by happenstance. I think one of my friends uh, got 4444 completely by dumb luck. I know I'm stuck with just a normal boring number. So I uh, I will bow before. All numbers are great. Yes, all numbers are great. As, as a math major, I should I should believe that. You're preaching what I preach with design. People are like, oh, I hate that color. Me too. But like, you know, if it goes with just the right other color, all colors are beautiful. All right. And speaking of colors being beautiful, I actually want to know, Jem, what do you draw usually? What's your style? I mostly do like 2D digital art, but I, I, I'm I also well versed in like 3D digital as well as traditional art. I could also do woodworking, some class work. Um, some metal work. Uh, I could knit sometimes. But my main thing is like 2D digital right now. When you say woodworking, are you saying like uh, making a design, like a piece of art in wood, or are you saying making something out of wood? I could do both. Versatile. I've made signs for people, but I also do like wood turning and stuff, so I could make bowls and fancy stuff. Actually, right next to me is a, it's a piece of furniture I built to extend my windowsill because I like plants, so I have plants on it. Nice. I was going to just ask you what your favorite thing you ever made was. That might be the answer. Actually, the favorite thing for woodworking is actually probably the... I forgot what those bowls are called. I think it's like a... I actually don't remember what the bowl is called, but it looks like a spiral. It looks really nice. Sounds nice. Uh, now... I know, so you just said you have plants. In our pets channel, we have quite a few different types of pets that are represented, and one of the most rogue uh, underdog pets is the plant, the planty boy. Have you ever posted pictures? I have posted pictures a long, long time ago. I think it was last summer when this pandemic was still like a few months old. Are they the same plants or have you updated? Uh, I mean, I try to keep as many plants as I can, which is kind of a problem because I now have like a, at least a few hundred, maybe a thousand. Whoa. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> so I grow, I, I do cacti and succulents mostly. I have a few other different plants, but mostly cacti and succulents. But I usually grow them from seed. So every time like I start seeds and stuff, it could be like a dozen per pot. And then I'd have like many of those. And right now they're in winter rest, so they're just next to my uh, next to my garage right now. But um, once it gets warm, I'll have them and leave them outside. And that's about all I do to take care of a vast majority of my collection. Wow, that's incredible. Now I really want to see pictures. Uh, so you said you have maybe thousands of plants. 
How much floor space do you think is taken up by plants in your house? Uh, would you count vertical space? Because that's starting to be, get taken up. Um, we have at least... So during winter, most of our plants are indoors. So during winter, we have a one... Uh, what we could basically call our living room is filled with my cacti. The office space is filled with a bunch of my mom's plants. Uh, the windowsill in our kitchen is filled with orchids and other stuff, which are also my mom's. I have a growing box that me and my brother built uh, that's upstairs, and that's filled with plants. And right next to me on my windowsill, it's vertically filled with plants, not just horizontally. Wow. This is a sight to imagine. It's like a dream house. It's a literal jungle in some places, so... I'm pretty sure if Isabel saw it, she'd faint. It's a sight to imagine, but it's a sight that I wish I had in the Pets channel. <laughs> Maybe I'll get one to day. it, all right. Maybe one What kind day. of taunting are you doing here, Max? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm merely pressuring to create a nice little diamond gem in our Pets channel. I've actually made little needle-felted cactuses before, which is interesting. Like... It's cool how many... I've never actually, like, taken care of a cactus. It's cool how many you have. That's, like, really impressive to me. But I've made little fake cactuses. <laughs> Do you think that fake cactuses have more or less personality than real cactuses? I'd say it depends, actually. I've had some of mine for over a decade now. Well, here's the thing is, do the fake cactuses have uh, faces on them? No, they don't. Oh. I made them... I made them kind of realistic they're made out of wool like they're not going to be all that realistic but they do have faces max they just stream without webcams ah well at least it's a cactus that you can hug hey some cacti are soft i'm not even kidding i'm not even kidding yeah actually our main topic today the episode is cacti i'm glad we brought <laughs> on some experts yes i did lie at the beginning uh, that's why I hope you weren't cross with me. Well, I'm going to be cross with you now because today's actual topic does have quite a lot of plants in it. And that is, of course, Animal Crossing. And the reason we wanted to have this episode be this week is because just a few days after the release of this episode will be the one year anniversary of the release of the latest game, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which was a smash hit that launched on the Switch just as the pandemic was starting. So we thought it was an appropriate time to celebrate that milestone. Yeah, they really couldn't have timed uh, the release better considering it was within days of going into quarantine and it was just like such a great escape from being stuck in your home because you could live another, essentially another life. Yeah, I remember living in uh, my apartment with Jess and Lewis. They picked up the game on release day, both of them, and just it was like a week straight, all day, at any moment you would come into the living room and they there there they were playing and just pouring hours and hours and hours into it and it, it stunned me. Yeah, unfortunately, I also remember the time before the release when um, people were quite angry that the game was delayed. Just a bit, but it was delayed to just the perfect time. Do you think that delay was on purpose? For legal reasons, this is a joke, but Tom Nook caused the, caused the pandemic. 
Oh, that nasty guy, Tom. Wait, quick poll, quick poll. Timmy or Tommy? Oh, Timmy. No doubt. Which one? Ha- which one has a higher voice? I forget. I, I believe Timmy is the one. Well, Timmy is yeah, the one who does the like voices. the little echoes of Tommy. I, I believe. I never play with sound. No, because if you talk to Tommy, Timmy will echo. It depends on who you talk to, but I always talk to Timmy because he's closer to the door. But I like Tommy. They're the they're they're it's actually essentially the same. <laughs> All right, look when when I bought the Amiibo cards for them, I bought them as a set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have decals of both of them on my Switch, so. She I shouldn't right have asked now. our guest to pick a uh, favorite child. <laughs> Look, if you wanted to ask them to pick a favorite child, you could just ask to pick their favorite villager and uh, and let them list 10, all the villagers that they have. Clay. Clay is my favorite villager. Easy. <laughs> Who is Clay? Clay's a hamster. He's based off of Dogu statues. Um, he's considered ugly, I would imagine, but like... I think he's really sweet. He's a lazy villager, so he just talks about his bugs and snacks all of the time. So he's very good. <laughs> yeah, my favorite villager is also a lazy villager. Uh, that is Eric with a K. He is modeled after Moose. Um, and I kind of themed him around both owning a log cabin. He was one of my first villagers. And for those of you who are unaware, the first five villagers you get in the game have radically different uh, house styles because rather than their normal house, you get kind of a weird uh, DIY house that they have. And Eric's looks like a log cabin. And so I gave all of him a bunch of furniture that was themed after that, as well as clothing that are like adorable sweaters and uh i gave him a military uniform that made him look like a member of the rocky mountain can uh the canadian mounties i couldn't actually remember the uh full name for them but i love him he's adorable he's so sweet he loves his little he loves his bug friends he loves his snacks and he always tells me that i smell nice which is odd but i i accept it Jen, let me guess. Your villager also likes bugs and snacks. All lazy villagers do. That's that's a, that's a part of the game that I don't love is that all of the personalities are very one note. But that's okay. How many different personalities are there? There are. There's eight. Yeah, eight. I was gonna say ten, but eight. Yeah, <laughs> there's maximum ten villagers per island. There's there's four for girl villagers and four for boy villagers. Yeah, um, and it's actually subdivided a bit. So each villager also can have one of six hobbies, which uh, slightly alters what they like to do. Uh, so what they generally do around the island when they're just doing stuff, as well as slightly influences which dialogue options appear for them more. Um, but it's very subtle, so it doesn't make a huge difference. It's mostly the personality types. So Lazy is one of them. What are the other personality types? The the four for girls are uh, normal, sisterly, snooty, and snob, right? Peppy, peppy. Um, 
And then for guys, it's lazy, cranky, smug. And jock. And jock, yeah. Jock. Nice. A lot of uh, a lot of negative sounding ones for uh, for guys. Yeah, all of their names feel almost like they're some some of them feel misleading. Like like cranky villagers aren't like angry with you. They're just like old men. Yeah, I describe my cranky villager as the island grandpa. Um, the smug villagers. I think that one's the most fitting of the four. Uh, no, Jock. Um, but Smug Villagers kind of talk a, a lot about just themselves. Fashion and yeah, stuff. they're yeah. and it's very funny. Um, there's uh, there is a uh, something new to New Horizons is two. You can listen in on conversations between two villagers, and that's not new, but okay. Oh, it isn't. I thought it was no, new to New Horizons. You could do Horizons. it in uh, New Leaf, I think, as well. I don't. I've never seen it in New Leaf, and I played that for almost five hundred hours. Um, I don't but remember. it's been a while. I thought you could. In know. one of the conversations that happens between a lazy and a smug villager, is they're talking about their favorite foods from childhood, and the smug villagers are talking about like these really fancy foods that have ridiculously long names in foreign languages. And the lazy villager is like, my mommy also used to make me mac and cheese. It was special. At least she said it was. It was orange and it came out of a box. And so, like, the best way to describe lazy villagers is really wholesome. Whereas smug villagers are more of the, like, kind of up uppity, but still very, very nice. Sounds like it. Do you have a favorite villager, Joe? Um... I mean, I have a bunch, but I'd say for now, I'd say Bangle. Bangle's a tiger. She's pretty cute. Um, partly because she was one of my first villagers in uh, New Leaf, I think. I think I like Clay for a similar reason. I really found, fell in love with him in New Leaf, and then as soon as I learned that New Horizons had amiibo support, I bought his amiibo card so I'd have him on my island. Uh. Eric, for me, uh, I just found Eric uh, out of nowhere and just fell in love with him. I never had him in New Leaf. Um, I just got really lucky and found him. Yeah, I realized during this conversation that we kind of jumped the Tom Nook-shaped shark a little bit. Can someone explain like what Animal Crossing actually is for people who are listening who may not have any idea? Um, it's like a chore simulator, but it's fun. <laughs> chore simulator makes you're it sound not so wrong. sad. <laughs> yeah, but you're really not wrong. Essentially, you get dropped into some kind of place. It depends on the game. So in the case of New Horizons, a quote-unquote deserted island that you end up becoming the island representative of, and you just kind of build it up, you decorate it, you find new villagers and convince them to move in and you just kind of repeat until you're satisfied and done which for me has taken over 700 hours and was still not done i think that animal crossing is really like you can make it any kind of game it's it's always going to be super chill but you can be very completionist with it and like complete the museum or you could like focus more on decorating or like focus on finding your 
dream villagers. And I really like it for that reason. And then it's just like chill and you can do whatever you want with it. Now, I feel like Connor has uh, dodged the subject a little bit. I have not played New Horizons at all, but Connor, do you have a favorite villager? I have not also played New Horizons. And to be honest with you, although I've watched a fair amount of it, I can't think of anybody by name. <laughs> but I, I will say that based on my experience playing uh, Smash Brothers games, I really like the the mole guy that yells at you for not saving. Rossetti. His name is Rossetti. Uh, Rossetti was He's really, hilarious. Really... Rossetti was more in the older games. He's not in mm-hmm. New Horizons. Technically. Yeah, he has a voice. He has, he has his voice. voice and his like sound is in it when you call when you get stuck. Um and there's like a figurine of him that you can get. But he's not like actually a character you can talk to. I only played the uh the earlier games and Mr. Rossetti was a plague on my childhood. He my uh he scared me. Would. My little oh. sister would always come to me and be like, I didn't save Rossetti is me being mean to me and I'd have to fix her Rossetti issues all of the time. I remember I uh when I was playing New Leaf, I had some Rossetti's happen to me and well what I learned about Rossetti is in New Leaf at least you can just tell him that you uh ran out your battery and he'll leave you alone but it can go on for like 10 minutes if you don't Rossetti is ruthless New Leaf was the previous game in the series for 3DS is that right correct that is right uh, from what I understand, you could also tell him that you don't remember why you reset your game, and then he'll also mostly leave you alone. It's just if you if you say you personally chose to reset. In, like, the first game or something, if you saved and exited, if you didn't save and exit, he would take your face? I think, if I'm remembering correctly, and you just not have a face for the like time before you saved it was weird the old games were weird (laughs) when you said animal crossing could be any kind of game you want i didn't know it was going to be a horror game yeah he would take your face and you have a gyroid face i believe which are the oregongoid whatever they're called they're like music robots they're not in the new one though they're not in new horizons yes there's one Uh, Void exists but (laughs) it's like three big uh, dark holes for your eyes and your mouth. Yeah, that's a good way to describe what a gyroid looks like. Um, on the subject of gyroids, they have data about them has been found in data mines, so I, it's only a matter of time. A lot of fans have been speculating that there will be a one-year anniversary update, and it'll have stuff of this nature. However, there has not been news from Nintendo yet. That being said, they often uh, release trailers for updates like three days before the update. So I'm not surprised we haven't heard anything on that subject yet. Speaking of updates, I know that there's been quite a few updates. In fact, usually like uh, seasonal updates uh, for this game over time. How have you guys been liking those? I mean, honestly, I've liked all of them, especially they're they're free. As in, if you have the game, they just it it's just an update. Um, Though I will say I have a few mixed feelings about the new Mario stuff just because it just doesn't really fit that well sometimes. But other than that, 
honestly, I've been pretty happy with them. I really have liked the new Mario stuff. I keep buying the um, the mushroom items. I think they're very cute. They're getting... Alright, those are fine, but like the mustaches are a little bit... Those are really cute. The other ones I haven't used at all. But um... Yeah, the only ones I have are blocks and pipes, because I had an idea of where I wanted to put blocks. And then once I placed them, I was like, I'm actually not a fan of that. So the only thing in my town Mario themed are the pipes, because they are functional and allow you to warp between different places in town which is you know really nice i hid my pipes behind trees <laughs> oh mine is mine are just right in the open i even i even like decorated around I haven't them been able to play enough to be able to decorate where they want to go but, like i've seen so much stuff online of like people making subway stations or like games out of the pipes and they're just really cool the uh, the, the mario stuff i know is from the one year anniversary um what were the other updates like and did you have any favorite stuff from that i don't think the mario is from the one year anniversary i think it's just for yesterday technically march 10th mario day um but the the i think that the updates have improved with time like i remember vividly uh bunny day was horrible it was just horrifying bunny day was not a good time <laughs> um, but the bunny day was have... a good day but it went on for 12 yeah bunny day bunny day is coming up again yeah bunny day was the first holiday that um we saw in new horizons um and the gimmick of it was you could find these eggs on your island and you could use them to make a whole bunch of different furniture and clothing items however these eggs were literally everywhere and if you're a new islander and you're like i just need some wood you chop a tree down and you get eggs and wood and you were like i just want the wood stop giving me eggs (laughs) but the other the other updates have been a lot more chill with their amount of resources towards an event that you can get so unsure if they're going to change bunny day at all for this year or if it's gonna be i hope bunny day is at least shorter because the fact that everything was eggs for like a almost two weeks was a little bit much um on the subject the one of updates, thing the, so. trees, the the eggs were good for was like moving trees or like breaking rocks because you could eat them but like there were a lot of eggs. I think I still have a pile of them. I think I have some in my storage too. If I had to choose a favorite update, it would probably be either Halloween or swim or the swimming update. The summer was really good, yeah. The summer up the first summer update, which was released on July 3rd, um added swimming as a mechanic. And that also meant sea creatures which could be uh donated to the museum and new furniture items new diys it just an entirely new mechanic to an already very big game just the the sea creatures in the museum are just so cool looking actually if you're up to date i think this is the month where you could actually have a complete uh sea creature I do. I do, in fact, have that. Uh, Now, the only thing that I'm missing in the museum is art, but that takes about five years. Unless you want to do deals with the devil and go on uh, uh, some online forum. No! Excuse me? Is this really a horror game? I'm convinced. 
actually because you have like custom like uh custom designs and such you can make your island like completely horrific and people have done that in fact yeah i was about to say Ayaka village is the probably most famous example of a story-based horror island uh, which, well, it's originally from New Leaf, but the creator of it recreate, uh, sort of recreated, sort of remade it, sort of just re-envisioned it for New Leaf. And it's very interesting. Yeah, your island can be literally anything you want it to be. It can be horror. Mine is very rainbowy, just because that's how I like it to be. But like... Mine is very just homey and just simple. And I like that. Mine is a mess of flowers, and that wasn't fully intentional. Plants? It fits the bill. <laughs> I like seeing everyone's islands and how different each one of everyone's is. Because, like, I know that you two both have more, like, neighborhood style for your villagers, while mine are just like, sure, a house can be here. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I flat out, like, went into a notebook and drew districts for my village and i have small districts and uh roads throughout my village that i've actually named which is fun um but going to go to a previous uh topic because we were still on the subject of updates the other update that i had mentioned that i really enjoyed was halloween which also added a a new mechanic in the form of farming um right now i'll well, there is our pumpkins, but, you know, more revenue streams are more revenue streams. But my favorite thing about the Halloween update is that they added uh, new customization features for your characters, including uh, one that I still use, uh, which are the eye colors. And so that kind of completed my villagers look. And so I'm very happy with that. I know that um, I know that one of the villagers, one of the most popular villagers, is a, a cat with heterochromia. That's two different colored eyes. So you can manually change their eye colors. You can change your own villager characters' eye colors. You can't go in. You couldn't like say and change. Go like go in and change a villager on your island. I'm talking about like personal customization, character customization, as opposed to customization of the various villagers on the island which are the animals of animal crossing i'm talking about the crossing oh you're saying like if you if you are playing as isabel you can customize isabel you you well, play, you play as, as you um, a human you play you play as your own player character you're a human on an island of animals um and you can customize that human to look however you want um Mine looks relatively kind of like my me. You can make them look however you want. I think most people make them look like themselves. But like Jerry changed the eye color of his. On YouTube a little bit in the past year, I have seen a lot of people that make uh, their character look like them. I've even seen some sort of talk show that is or talk show podcast something of the sort that's hosted entirely in animal crossing even to the point where i think i watched an episode with i want to say like brie larson was on the show and she, like her character like came down to the basement of this person's house like all in animal crossing and there's like a desk and a background and they had coffee mugs and they had like a talk show and it was like the wildest thing i've ever seen can you link that to me because that sounds like something i'd absolutely love 
it was really well done. I'll see if I can figure out what it's called. I've seen like music videos and stuff too in Animal Crossing. There is a YouTuber who is recreating the entirety of Hamilton in Animal Crossing. They their most recent video was Washington on their on your sides, and they're still going. They're going to do the whole thing. Wow. Uh, I know that there's also like game shows that they've done on YouTube as well. Like uh, there was an entire series of Deal or No Deal. There was an entire series of Survivor. Yeah, just, there's a lot you can do in Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is kind of a medium to uh, exert your creativity. Well, on that note, like you guys have been playing this game for like Jerry mentioned uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours. That is a lot. What has kept you engaged in this game for so long? I mean, part of it is this game is my therapy right now. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? It's keeping me sane because it's not, it's a relaxing game that I could play every day. Pretty much same on my front as well. It is just it's just a nice way to unwind after a lot of stress. Because there's there's no stress in Animal Crossing. It's just you go in. Uh, I go in for like half an hour a day to just do some general upkeep on my island. Find you uh, try and find uh, the special villager and see if they're someone I can do stuff with today. Um, and it, it's just, as I said, it's a great way to unwind after a long day. Do you do... Um... Do you do more like daily, very small little bits, or do you do uh, like all of the chores that you have to do in a week in one clump? I know Jerry was just saying he does daily. Well, to do all, so it's it's a real time game. So um, the time that it is in game is the time that it is in real life as long as you don't time travel, which is changing the time on your switch, which will change the time in game. Um, so if you wanted to do like, I know that when I started working, um, I stopped playing because I like couldn't find time for it. And so I did the like one weekend day. I just like time travel and did a whole bunch of the week because it was like festival week. And so I was like, I wanted the items. Um, but most people do daily chores, I think. Or at least that's how I played it mostly. Yeah, that's a good way to describe how I do it. I just go in, I find the fossils, I pick some fruit, stuff of that nature, just daily tasks. Is there a uh, is there an end goal that you guys are working towards, or, or just uh, the goal is just for the future you'll be playing the game? I mean, technically, the game does have a quote-unquote end in the terms in terms of how many stars you get off your island. But first of all, that isn't how you have to play, and also we've passed that by a long time, like by now. Yeah, I think all of us have five-star islands. Um, but for me, I've been playing to get my island to an, a state where I'm really happy with it. For a while, I didn't know why or what i was aiming for or like what my end goal was and i like put the game down for a while like a month or so and like didn't play um but then i was like oh i want to change my villagers and like find villagers i really like and i want to just like remodel a whole bunch of my island and like 
I tore everything up and it was just chaos. But like, I liked that and it was fun and just like, let me put a whole bunch of time and energy into like creative, like creativity and making an island that I'm happy with. And I'm getting there. It's close, <laughs> but not quite. The rainbow is almost fully colored. Almost. It's almost, it's almost rainbow enough. The festival event was so good for rainbow things. <laughs> I really liked, I really liked it. However, it fell on a Monday. And so I was like, this is the worst time. <laughs> well, one of the biggest things that intrigues me about this game is that, you know, the way you talk about it, it's mostly a single player experience. It's a simulation game, first and foremost. But the game has a lot of multiplayer involvement in it. My understanding from watching the early weeks and months of the game was right away from the beginning, people would be going to other people's islands to try to get seeds for fruit trees so that they could have all the fruits on their island. And then later on, people would be doing this stock market-esque activity every week with this turnips currency, where people would have different prices of turnips on their island versus everyone else and the prices would fluctuate every day and i know that when lulu was living with us for a time she was really into that and she was like predicting when her prices would be the best to sell and make so much money and she was going on twitter and finding uh, internet influencers who were opening their islands to visit so what kind of multiplayer engagement do you guys go with and why do you think that it's been successful I mean, honestly, I think the multiplayer, at least at the beginning and stuff, uh, was mainly because because there was a pandemic. Like we couldn't meet friends in real life, so this is one way to connect, I suppose. And then it evolved to the point of uh, for people who really want like to be completionists and stuff to like exploit anything that they can exploit. And right now, it's I think it's more like gone back to uh, if we just want to meet friends and such. Yeah, I wouldn't have had um, all of the fruit trees without New Age because I, I started with pears and my sister fruit, which is the fruit that you can find on like random mystery islands, was peaches. And so I, there was no way for me to get like apples or cherries. Um, but I know that like Jerry's tr fruit tree is cherry, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like that was a way for me to like get all the fruit trees and then like i've made friends i don't think i cannot picture what gem looks like i don't know if i've ever met gem in real life whenever i think of gem i think of their animal crossing character <laughs> i mean you might have seen me actually one of the last I think i've seen you like i've once, been isabel but, like I don't, you were dressed as isabel yes. so i don't know <laughs> but i find that really cool that i've like made friends through animal crossing well, Cherry Vogel, what, uh, what multiplayer aspects have you enjoyed? Yeah, um, I really enjoy the, uh, the, the really chill aspects. So at the beginning of the game's uh, popularity, we all got together pretty much whenever we could uh, and just hang out on the islands. We would swap fruit. We would find different things to do. I, I remember one time we had a huge hide-and-seek game on, I think, Lewis's Island. Um and then as the game progressed and people started dropping off, it just became a place just like hanging out or, hey, a villager's birthday is today. Want to come over and uh, celebrate it with me? Or 
I have some shooting stars tonight. You should come over and make some wishes on them. Uh, just stuff of that nature. We uh, we would go over trade stuff uh, and experience things together. So it's become a lot. While it's more infrequent, it's also a lot more chill and just relaxing. And in fact, tomorrow is going to be a, one such day because I have shooting stars tomorrow. So, yeah, there's a tool that a data miner created that allows you to predict when you have certain weather conditions. And one of them is shooting stars. So I have used that to look at my island's uh, weather forecasts. Yeah, I I know that there was also a lot of um, information out about sort of stock market changes. That's how Lulu was able to predict what her um, what her turnip prices would end up being. Uh, but yeah, there's like a lot of customization and, and sort of completion aspects that are also in multiplayer. Like I know that there's the uh, the painter person is is something people still post about in New Age. Of um, I have this painting up, ooh, but it might be fake. Yep. Good old red. Yeah, yeah. The red is one of the way, the only ways to get paintings. Um, and so, if you have a real, and he only comes like once every two weeks or something like that, and it's random. So if um, I get a painting that I already own, then I could be like, "Hey, does anyone else need this for their museum?" Because that's like an end goal is like complete the museum in its entirety. And it's really hard to do. <laughs> so if someone were to come into New Age as either a new member of the server, a new member of the club, or just somebody who's been a member but just got Animal Crossing and they wanted to participate and, and hang out in the like sub-community, how would you recommend going about that? Friending any one of any number of us on all of our switch codes are posted in whatever channel that is. I don't remember what it's called. Gamer tags, gamer tags. Um if you friend like any of the Animal Crossing people who post regularly in sandbox games, then like odds are we'll friend you and you can feel free to be like, hey, I'm looking for this thing. Does anyone have this? Yeah, all you all you really have to do is just say hi, reach out and uh, be like, hey, want to come over to my island? I have X. And I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Or like hop in and when we have shooting stars or birthdays or whatever and like explore and see islands and be friends <laughs> trade items anyone want my golden toilet seats that sort of thing that's an actual thing you can build those I think yeah, that's you, can a, craft you can build a golden golden seat yeah you can they're very expensive <laughs> This week, Join the Gang is proudly sponsored by Rossetti's Pop-Up Escape Rooms. Rossetti the Mole is tired of having to chew out everyone for going to sleep improperly. So if you forget to lock your front door, or if you leave your computer on overnight, or if you sleep with your shoes on, Rossetti won't lecture you anymore. Rather, Mr. Rossetti has been digging out a litany of difficult puzzles for you. If you haven't cleaned the dishes, he'll pop up and bring you to his pop-up escape room. When you wake up, you'll already be trapped in a room tailor-made for your transgression. An escape room for free, and you don't have to turn off the car light? Sounds like a win-win, right? Wrong, wrong. 
Rossetti will take his payment during transport, and he'll leave your car light on for you to deal with when you get home. That's just the sort of charm that you can expect from Rossetti's pop-up escape rooms. There is no code to use with Join the Gang this week. Rossetti is always watching. Sounds like a lovely social experience you guys have had over the last year. And this 45 minutes or so has been a lovely social experience we've had tonight. So thank you guys for being on the show. You've been wonderful guests. You are very welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Jinx. Oops. (laughs) Do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts you want to put out there? Play games and have fun doing it. That's pretty much what I have to say. Yeah. I guess, like, stay safe and, yeah, have fun. I don't know if I have anything to say other than, yeah, be safe, play games, do things that make you happy. Bring more happiness in the world. (laughs) It's a very rough time we're going through right now, so find ways to make it better for yourself, as long as they're, you know, safe. Don't, like, lick a lamppost or something. Fill your own island with with items and things you enjoy. (laughs) Don't be animals out there. Just be a lazy villager. The best. The best villagers. Talk to bugs, eat snacks. <laughs> yeah. Sort sort your favorite crumbs by mouthfeel. That's one of Eric's favorite uh activities, and it makes me very confused. But you know what? Good on you. <laughs> it's <laughs> The lazy villagers have some genuinely hilarious and strange dialogue. My absolute favorite one is the one where they uh, are self-aware and realize that they're actually part of a video game. That happens every so often. What a strange world they live in. Well, on behalf of Max and myself, thank you for listening to this episode of Join the Gang, a New Age Community podcast. Like our lovely guest said, come on in any time, say hello, and get acquainted with all the awesome people we have in this server. We're a great community, and it's making this time all that much better. So catch you next week for a super awesome, super competitive episode of Join the Gang.